Welcome to the Life Tree Community Church Podcast. These are recorded during our weekly services in Robbinsville, New Jersey. Our prayer is that these messages help you grow in your personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So, I'm uh, going to try to keep you awake. Listen, if you sleep today, I will not be upset at all. It's okay. Some of you are like, people really sleep in church? Come on. Really? You know, every week we got at least five or six sleepers, and yes, I can see you, but it's okay. It doesn't, I, I, I don't, I have a short memory, it's gone, it's okay. So if that's my gift to you, Happy New Year, take a nap. Um, but if you want to stay awake, no problem, I'll do my best to keep this tight, short, and uh, to the point. But it's, I'm excited about this, uh, what I have to share with you today. Um, and I first want to begin by just saying congratulations. Look around. You are the chosen few who have perfect attendance at church in 2017. You have not missed a single service this year. Congratulations. Uh, it's just, I mean, seriously, you have been in church. Think about this. You've gone to church every day this year. Every single, you, you haven't missed a day. It's awesome. Um, so uh, today is a brand new day. It's a, it's a new year. It's, it's, in, it's just it boggles my mind that we're in another year. It just continues to fly. But anybody else just seem like the years are flying? Like it just seemed like it wasn't that long ago that it was 2016 and now I got to write 2017 on the calendar. I know I'm going to mess it up. Some of you probably already like wrote something this morning and messed up the address, you know, the date. You probably like already wrote the six and you're like trying to, and six doesn't convert to seven so easy. It really doesn't. It doesn't work that way. Like seven can go to eight real easy. So next year will be good. Like you can just make, you know, oh yeah, I got the little thing there. But anyway. Um, so what we do every year is at the beginning of the year, uh, we identify a new season. Um, you know, trees, we talk about trees, trees, uh, have seasons, you know, there's fall, winter, spring, summer, there's different seasons and trees don't bear fruit in every season. We know this, right? Um, at least not, not normal trees, maybe bioengineered trees grow at fruit every season, but most trees should not have fruit every season. And, um, it's important to know what season you're in. Right? Because if you're, if you're in the middle of winter, you shouldn't be freaking out that you don't have fruit on your, on your branches. Right? But if you're, if you're in the summertime, it's supposed to be, alright, this is, this is the time where it's supposed to be ripe and ready to go, then there's something, that, some, some cause for concern. So as a church, we try and identify every year, just kinda, God, what are you doing? What season are we in? What should we be expecting for this year? And, uh, this is crazy because this is the eighth time we will do this as a church. I know it's, for some of you it's not that big of a deal. For me it's just, that's just a lot. I can't believe it. We're, we're turning the corner on an eighth season. So 2010, uh, I'll go through them. 2010 was the year of preparing the ground. So if you just imagine like a big, you know, field that's got rocks and all sorts of stuff. So it was a year of preparing the ground, just sort of putting all that, you know, tearing it up, turn it over, get your rototiller out there, you know, making a, making a mess of the ground, but getting all the rocks out, the weeds out, getting the, getting the ground ready, preparing the ground. That's what we did because we were planning to, to launch LifeTree. We hadn't had even started yet. So there's a lot of preparation, a lot of planning. So we were preparing. Then in 2011, um, we started doing pictures. So here we go. Planting. It was a year of planting seeds. It was when we, okay, first things first, let's just plant some seeds, get something in the ground. And so we started and every year we focused on four key areas personally, in our church, in our community, and in our world. So, okay, we're going to try and apply this season in those four arenas of life. So, personally planted seeds of faith with devotional and learning what it means to be a Christian and things like that. And, and then in our church, what does it mean to be a church and, 
and and we just planted seeds and did just a very few things. Then in 2012 was a year of cultivation. Okay, so now that we planted seeds, rather than another year, let's just plant more seeds. How about we just start taking care of the ones we've already planted? Let's start here. So we began to cultivate, which is is really bad artwork. I'm sorry. But it was like, roll up your sleeves and let's get to work. Like that was 2012. You'll see that my graphic design skills got better as the years went on. It's all right. So 2012 was a year of cultivating the ground, just tending to what we had already done. It wasn't, we weren't trying to expand. It wasn't trying to like, hey, let's, let's do everything and have all these different, let's just, let's just stay in our lane. We planted some things, a few things, and let's just, we did Sunday services, right? And we did kids ministry and some community outreach. That was what we were doing. We're going to stick with that. All right, nothing, nothing beyond that. We didn't have youth back then. We didn't even have small groups, no branches. We were just really starting with just some, some few things. Then in 2013 was a year of increase. You know, it tells you that so it was a little better there. So one plants. Another waters, but God adds the increase. It's okay, we're, we're doing the planting, we're doing the watering. Now it's kind of, let's just see God begin to see some, maybe some progress after three years. Wouldn't it be nice to see a little progress? We're still meeting the Sharon School. It's like, okay, and, and it began to grow slowly, but, but surely. We grew a little by little. And God began, to, and you began to see things above the surface now. Everything had been below surface, and now you begin to see things like, oh, this is, this is working. This is actually like, like, are we going to survive? Most churches, just so you know, that start, um, like we did, uh, don't last more than 18 months. Okay, that's, that's like the, the critical period. And, and we, we did it, and we broke through, and then we, okay, here we go. Now we're in a year of increase, we're growing. Then 2014 was, okay, it was a time for maturity. Time, okay, uh, nope, 2014, maturity. You skip one. Go back. Go to, go, to, go to the next one then. There we go. Did I do that wrong? I did that wrong. Yeah, you're right, Dustin. Go with the other one. First fruit. I wrote it wrong on here. So this was a year of first fruit. This was the, this was the next one. I'm telling you, there's a lot of them. I'm messing them up. So it's, it's crazy that that's how many. So first fruit was, okay, now that we've burst the ground, now we're going to start seeing some fruit, something happen. And uh, this was the year that we, um, we moved to the senior center and began to see some changes. And it was like, wow, we're really starting to grow. We're beginning to bear fruit. And first fruit isn't like the full harvest. This is just if you study trees or, or things how they grow. There's, there's, there's several uh, different um, times that, that, that a plant will bear fruit. And this first fruit means it's the first one, but there's going to be more. And actually, first fruit was an offering. You say, I'll take this first fruit and I'm going to give it to God. It's different than tithing. Because if you remember tithing, you give to God. When, 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 when you collect everything, you take a tenth of that and give it to God. That's a, that's a tithe. But first fruit, you give before everything's in. You take that first and say, before the rest is coming in, I'm giving it as an act of faith now, trusting that you will give more. That more's coming, but it hasn't come in yet. So it was very different. So it was first fruit. Oh, and that was, that's what we were going to give. And we said, God, we're just going to continue to give back to you this year as an act of faith that what you have done in our church this far in our lives is, it's, it's not everything. This is just a taste of what's to come. So that was the year of first fruit. Then we moved on to a year of maturity. And this was a time to, to grow up, okay, just to get to, to grow up as a church. And, and this is the year we actually became um, a formal church, a sovereign church. We, we got um, a board and membership. We actually, 
we had membership on the cards. Everybody remember that? We had membership on the cards, but it didn't mean anything because we didn't have members. I was like, you can write a member if you want. It just means you think you're a member. Right? You think you're a member? Write member. I don't care. We're just getting it in your head that we're going to be doing membership someday. Well, this is the year we did it. We finally grew up and became a real church. Um, now, no, and we, we, we grew into maturity. It was like, okay, now we're, we get, began to build structure and layers of leadership and, and kind of really develop the, 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 the structure of, of who we were as a church. And then last year, I moved into a year of giving. This was time, okay, now that God has done all this stuff, now it's time to really begin to be the church that God has called us to be and continue to give back to our community and give back to our world and, and give personally. What can I give? You know, it's because we've grown, we've borne fruit, now it's mature, and now it's time to give it away. And this sense of just this church doesn't exist for our own benefit, right? We exist for the benefit of others. We're going to give it away. So that brings us to... 2017, so that's kind of the, the journey that we got on here. And if you can try and guess, good luck. Um, but I'll tell you in a moment what, what this year's is going to be. But a few months ago, we took our leadership and went on a retreat. I went down to Sea Isle City and took some time to pray and just say, okay, God, what do you want us to do in 2017? What, what's, what's this going to be a season of? You know, what do you have in store for us? And uh, one word came to mind. One word came to mind when I was praying about this, and it was the word power. Okay, it was the word power. But that's a that's a that's an interesting word. So this year we're giving out gym memberships and dynamite. Okay, that's what we're gonna give you all on your way out today. You're gonna get a stick of dynamite and gym membership at wow. Um no, it's just like what is what do we do with that? Like I don't really can't call it a year of power, you know, like that's just kind of pretentious, it's odd, I don't know. Like what do you do with that? Like but I couldn't get that word out of my head, is this word power. My God, it's just going to be a year. Of, I'm like, I just don't like a year of power. I don't know. It's just something about it. it didn't seem like the right word. So I often review old journals. Uh, just I, I, I journal most of my devotional times. Um, so like I'll read and and on the back table, if you don't have them, there's a reading plan. We do a Bible reading plan every year. Just read through the Bible in a year. There's a, uh, there will be rubber bands around some kind of bookmarks, four bookmarks. Don't take one. Take the whole set because it's only, they come in sets. They're, they're four for different seasons of the year. So take the whole set. And if you want, you can stick that in your Bible and then just read through and it gives you what day and you can read through. And I do that. And as I read, as something stands out, I kind of write it down and some thoughts about it. And, okay, what am I going to do about that today? So I write down an application, like one thing I can do today to respond to that. And then a little prayer and I write it and then I title it. I'm a nerd. That's what I do. And I write that every day. And I've got, I don't know, stack, I don't know, maybe 15 journals filled like throughout my life, probably from like high school. I've just, and most of my messages come out of that. And so I kind of often just go back and review kind of what God has said to me in my life. And as I was reading through that, um, a particular passage stood out in relation to this year. And the passage is Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 27. And uh, it'll be on the screen, so you don't have to turn there if you don't want. Um, If you want to, you can feel free. But in this passage, God had told Jeremiah to go buy land. Doesn't seem like any big deal, right? Hey, Jeremiah, go buy some land. But the reason this was... Um, and Jeremiah had a problem with this. He didn't want to do it. He was struggling. Uh, and the reason is that Israel was about, the nation of Israel was about to be taken captive by the Babylonians. They were like at the doorstep and it was like their, their, their destruction was, and defeat was imminent. Like when you have like invaders at the walls of your gates, is that a good time to buy land? <laughs> like, this deed isn't going to be worth a whole lot 
when other people own it and they got bigger knives and swords and clubs. Um, and God says, no, listen, I want you to go by land because it's a sign. It's a promise from me that I'm going to bring you back here. That your defeat will not be permanent. That I am greater than this army, right? Um, that my plan is for good. And Jeremiah goes, God, I know what you're telling me, but I don't see that. How is that even possible? And God offers him this reply. And this is what we read in Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 27. He says this. You ready? Let's, let's just pause and listen to what God has to say. I am the Lord, the God of all the peoples of the world. Is anything too hard for me? See, I think God didn't say it like that. I think God said it like this. I am the Lord. Right? The God of all the peoples of the world. Here's the jersey, right? Is anything too hard for me? Come on. Like, bro, have you forgotten? Like, simply God is saying, I'm God. I got it. I'm the Lord over all the people, entire world. No exceptions. Supreme. Absolute. Nothing's too hard for me. I made the world. I made the people. I breathed all life into existence. I can handle an army from a country of people that I made from a country that I created. I wrote that in August 2009. It's crazy. A long time ago. And that was the day, about a year before, that I actually wrote down the core value, anything's possible. That's where this the genesis of that core value was for our church. And this anything's possible idea is that in a big God, right? The camel thing, what's the camel about? Go through our membership course. I'll explain it to you. Now, the camel, God says, you know, it's impossible for a man to be made right with God. It's easier for a man to go through the eye, for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. It's about that big. Then for a man to be made right with God. And the disciples are like, God, how is this possible then? How can we be made right with you if, if it's that hard for a camel? You ever try and squeeze a camel through a needle? I mean, I don't know the last time you did that. but And God says, and Jesus says, you know what? No. With man, this is not possible. But with God, anything is possible. See, God is so much bigger than we understand. And that one word just kept echoing in my head. Power, power, power. Is anything too hard for me? Power. I am the Lord, the God of all peoples of the world. See, God has all power. Do you know what omnipotent means? Omnipotent. Let's break the word down. Omni. Omni means multi, in, in all directions, right? In, in all things, all, all, all manner. So omniscient, omni, it means God has all, it means you have all wisdom. You know all things. Omniscient, right? Omnipresent means you are everywhere at all times, right? Omnipotent, omnipotent, means he has power in every direction. There's not a direction God doesn't have power. He has all power in every direction. And God, I felt like, was saying to us, this was going to be a year of power. And, I, is any, and in, a, in a moment, that, that's exciting and terrifying all at the same time. Like, God, what does that mean for our church? What does that mean for me personally? What does that mean for our community, for our world? But I just don't feel like, and we didn't feel like that was the right word to describe the season for life. That it wasn't going to be a year of power. But power was the essence behind it, but that wasn't the word. So we kept thinking and praying and listening. And then it came, and it was one word, and as soon as it was spoken, everybody in our room knew that was it. We knew it as soon as we heard it. And the theme for this year is this. It's a year of wonder. A year of wonder. 
Wonder means rapt attention or astonishment at something awesomely mysterious or new to one's experience. That's from Webster. Wonder is a response to something that your mind has yet to comprehend. It's when something happens that's so grand and so big, and you just go, whoa, whoa. We went skiing with our family this past week. That was quite an experience. I wondered how that was going to go. Um, first time we'd ever taken our kids, and let me just tell you, the first 30 seconds, literally the first, I mean, it takes you an hour just to get equipment. You know this? Anybody ever been skiing? I mean, and we took all three kids, my five-year-old, my eight-year-old, my 11 year Okay, so you can imagine us walking through the ski lodge with everybody else at Christmas weekend at Hunter Mountain in the Catskills, and we were walking through carrying boots and poles and, and skis and got helmets on and goggles cockeyed, and we're just trying to, right, and it's like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to ski. We're going to be skiers, right? We got Norwegian in us. We're going to be skiers, and we, we get out there. It literally took 30 seconds. My daughter is clinging to my leg. One of my sons, I won't say which, just decided to go for it on the, and just pushed right out, ended up in an icy spot. No skis. Skis were gone. Skis were gone. Poles were gone. Just spread eagle laying there. Nothing. My, uh, my, another of my sons had one ski missing, was just kind of like, wait, where'd it go? My wife is throwing off her skis and she's angry. This is not going to work. Okay, it was like 30 seconds. It took 30 seconds. But on the drive up, it worked out. We figured it out. Of course, they don't need ski school. I could teach them. I could teach them. And guess what? They did. They learned to ski. They learned to ski. Um, We made it. And it, it turned out to be a great time. And on the way up there... And this is, I blame myself for this, but my children have never seen mountains before. They were like, is that a mountain? I'm like, no, that's, we're driving through hills. I'm like, no, you guys, you don't know what a mountain, I've never taken them to see mountains. Like only a picture. So when we drove, remember one of my children said, whoa, whoa, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And we drove by this one scene, if you know, in the, if you've ever driven up to the Catskills, there's, I mean, you're winding up the mountains and there's this one, you go by and there's a waterfall coming down on the side and it's just like, oh, wow. And it was this moment of just awe oh, at the greatness. Like I had never seen that before. It was just like it took your breath away. It's about reverence for the grandeur and the greatness of the thing. Now this image and it's on the image on the front of your programs. This was taken, actually, well, kind of taken by this individual here. He set his camera up on a tripod. And he ran up and he set a timer and he just stood there. And this, this image doesn't do it justice. It really doesn't. The quality is not great or anything. But that's the Bonneville Salt Flats. Anybody knows where those are? It's in New Mexico. It's actually, I, I know him. I grew up with that guy. We were, we were buddies. His dad was a pastor in Jersey. We went to camp together. He's a, he's a good, he's a great kid. His name is Ben Canales. Let me tell you about Ben. Ben is, I want to go everywhere Ben's been. I just don't want to spend the time he spends getting the, these things. But Ben took this picture and he wrote this. This is what he wrote about this picture. And I asked him for permission to use this, just so you know. He said, processing star shots clears my head. His specialty is, is um, uh, time-lapse night photography of stars. It's just magical, magical. It says, processing star shots clears my head. It takes me back to the moment 
and then adds an extra layer of exploration in interpreting and expressing the feeling. Some people get lost at a piano, others with a paintbrush at an easel. Some dance till they're exhausted on the floor. I love turning the lights off and processing a star shot. Love it. I'd go so far as to say I enjoy this part as much as taking the photo. This is from the Bonneville Salt Flats on a road trip. Our planned site didn't work out, so we stopped here on a whim. It was bizarre driving out on the flats in the dark wondering, where are we? On a vast, flat expanse where nothing is anywhere and everything is nowhere. My friend stretched out in the back of his pickup and I disappeared out into the dark exploring the weird, white, crunchy, salty expanse. The next morning, my friend laughed because he eventually got used to seeing nothing but hearing me pitter-pattering all over the place. Nothing. Me standing still for a 30-second shot, then more pitter-pattering and repeat for hours. He says this, I invite you to get lost in this image. Place yourself in the crunchy circle of salt and imagine seeing nothing for miles and miles. So much nothing you see the earth's horizon curve in front of you. Nothing around but a universe above. I'm still working on the wording, he writes, but a sentiment I have latched onto goes something like this. Under the banner of the Milky Way, the whole earth is a cathedral. Could there be a better picture for a year of wonder? Just this sense of stop you in your tracks, a holy wow. Wow. That's what I thought when I saw this picture. It captures wonder perfectly. You can see this in more of Ben's pictures at uh, the Star Trail dot uh, com. Where's the website up there? I encourage you go check that out. You want it? Buy prints. Go see his stuff. He is not. We're, we, I asked permission to use this picture for this year. He wouldn't allow me to pay him anything for this. I mean, this is he. He won National Geographic Traveler of the Year photo of the year. I mean, it is impressive, some of his stuff. He doesn't even want to charge us for this. So let's go, I tell you, go look at his stuff. If you want to buy a picture, please go do it. This is just one among many that are just absolutely, oh, it's incredible. It's the perfect picture for a year of wonder. See, this year we are expecting God to reveal himself in ways that stop us in our tracks. That God will display his power in such a way that you just go, whoa. And you just stand there. Just stand there. Staring. Paul experienced the power of God firsthand. And it knocked him off his horse. Literally. And the brilliant light of God actually blinded his eyes. And he wrote this. He says, for the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. See, power, that word power, comes from the Greek word dunamis. Dunamis, dynamite. You see the origin of that word. This is power. It's explosive power. He's not just talking about normal power, but living by God's power. This explosive, dynamic, incredible power. For whatever it's worth, I just want to let you know, I feel like this is something God is saying. It's not something we're manipulating. It's not something we came up with. It's something we feel like God has revealed that this year he's going to display his power in such a way that's going to fill us with wonder. And we're just going to go, wow. Wow. So what does it look like to live by the power of God? To live in a way that is filled with moments of raw, explosive power of God's Ability where you can't help but stop and be filled 
with wonder. It means that there's no possible way that you or I can take credit. So what's going to happen this year is not going to be anything that you can take credit for. Because it's going to be so clearly not you and so clearly not me. It means holy laughter at what God can do. Could you, could you believe this? Can you believe this? It means that we expect God to do things that may cause us to simply stand still or perhaps even bring us to our knees and honor the one who is wonderful and awesome. For Jeremiah, God, how can you bring us back to this land? We're done. We're defeated. It's over. And you want me to buy land? Come on, God. How are you going to do this? And God says, I'm sorry. Did you forget who you were talking to again? I'm the Lord, the God of all the peoples of the world. Nothing's too hard for me. As always, we'll endeavor to apply this in four primary lanes. Personally, what will a year of wonder look like for you? Let me ask you this. What have you written off as impossible? What are you facing right now in this moment? What circumstances are you just saying, oh, God, come on, how could you? It's imminent. It's over. It's done. This is not just about a wish list, but believing in God. Because God will cause wonder in you this year. And maybe, just maybe, you're sitting here today and you're the, you're the skeptic. And that's okay. You're saying, you know what, I just don't think God can do anything this year that's going to make me go, wow. Just not that kind of person. You can't, right? And I just, I just don't believe in the God who does things like that. Like, right? If that's you, that's okay. Um, but let me just say, please buckle up. Because I'm praying for you Right now, oh man, uh, God's got a target on you. It's like it's like a dare you throw, it's a throwdown, right? One of my favorite stories, Mark chapter four, verse thirty-five captures it. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, "Let's cross the other side of the lake." So they get in a boat, and they start out, leaving the crowds behind. It says, and soon a fierce storm came up. High waves are breaking in the boat, began to fill with water. And Jesus, you know what he's doing? He's sleeping in the back. That's probably preaching. So he was sleeping. He was sleeping in the back and uh, with his head on a cushion, it says. It actually says his head was on a cushion. He was comfy. He was good. And it says the disciples are freaking out and they're waking him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? And it says Jesus woke up. He rebukes the wind and says to the waves, Silence, be still. And suddenly the wind stopped and there was great calm. Okay, so imagine there's a storm he says, be still. The storm chills out. And the disciples were absolutely terrified. And guess what question they ask each other? Ready? Here's the question they ask each other. Four words. Who is this man? Even the wind and waves obey him. Who is this guy? My hope and my belief is that this year of wonder will leave you asking the same exact question. I thought I knew who God was. I thought I had clearly found. I thought I understood everything about God. He fit in my box. I got God. I understand how he works, what he does, what he doesn't do. I got it. I know it. And my prayer for you is that we, you have no idea how great, how holy, how powerful God is. And that after he acts throughout this year, you will be left wondering, wait, what? Who is this guy? Because that's not what I thought. That is much greater, much more powerful than I thought. I didn't know God could. Dot, dot, dot. Fill you with wonder. And not just personally, but in our church. 
What will the year of wonder bring to us corporately, together? Let me ask, who might, who might find their way into our service that you're sitting there going, never, 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 never going to darken our door, right? Who, my prayer is that in this year we'll be filled with, that people will fill these seats, that you sit there and you know them, and you go, wait, what? Filled with wonder at what God can do. Because there's nobody God cannot reach. I challenge you this morning. Pray for the person that you think has the hardest heart. Let's do it. Pray for the person that you think is the farthest from God. And I'm going to tell you, you don't even need to ask God for permission. You don't even have to ask God, God, should I pray for that person? Okay, you have the green light to pray for anybody to come to service. God doesn't care. You're allowed. Okay, you don't need permission. Whoever you think is the person the farthest, the least likely to come, it's a year of wonder. Wonder of wonders. Look what God can do. Pray for them. What might we experience as a church family? I'm excited about this year, about our messages. Oh, man, we're going we're gonna to start next week. We're going to kick off a series on creation. The wonder of creation. We're going to go from there to looking at the unbelievable intervention of God in the life of Daniel. My namesake. Can't wait. With my hero. You know, Daniel, come on. It's going to be the best sermon you ever heard. We're going to look at the miracles that Jesus performed. We're going to look at uh, powerful personal testimonies of God at work. We're going to, uh, this is going to be great. We're going to study the awe-inspiring exodus of a million people to a land promised hundreds of years before. And the wonder of how God leads people out. We'll look at how God, through the Holy Spirit, is still doing wonders today. We're going to look forward to the wonder of heaven towards the end of the year. We're going to hear from missionaries from all over the world, from an American who has lived in Jordan for decades, from a couple serving in the Pacific Islands like Fiji and Guam and Samoa. We'll hear from a missionary to southern Europe, overseas Spain and all sorts of things in that part of the world, from the Abusos, the family that we went to Guadalajara with two, two, two years ago. Well, and probably the most incredible of all, We'll hear from a, a guy I went to college with, and Pastor Kevin and, and Nikki, who's endured almost 70 surgeries due to severe physical birth defects. It's an incredible story. He's, uh, it's, a, it's a miracle, his own life, that he's even alive. I mean, severe physical deformities, and he's had all these surgeries, and he just wrote a book called Overcomer. And he has come in to share with us his story. I'll tell you, fill you with wonder. We'll hear from Teen Challenge Choir again, the stories of what God is doing, how God... And you know what's great? The Teen Challenge Choir is going to come in like November again. Just think about this. There are people that are in addiction now. They're not even in that program yet. That when we get to that time in November, they're going to be on a totally different path. Because that's how God works. It's going to be a year of wonder. Let me tell you, I am already filled with wonder at where we are as a church, as... And I believe we haven't even scratched the surface of where God wants us to be. I'm filled with wonder about what God will do to cause wonder. Like, I wonder, God, what are you going to do? And when it happens, I'm going to be filled with wonder. And not only in our church, but in our community. We said our church doesn't exist for us. Churches are one of those unique organizations that exist for the benefit of their non-members. We're here to bring life to the community. 
And God will accomplish things through us in such a way that this community will not be able to deny that there's something more at work. That's my, that's my, that's my hope for this year, my belief that God will do such things through Life Tree, through us, through you and me, that the community will go, wow, what, what? That it will cause them to stop in their tracks. That the community will be filled with wonder, not about us, but like, hey, look at those great people. I'm just, wow, those are wonderful people. No, but that there's something going on that's supernatural. It defies logic. Right? Our vision is to live up to our name, to be a tree of life for our community, expressed through a local church, and ultimately not only to impact this community, but to impact the world. We currently partner with about 40 different people and organizations all over the world to, to bring this message of hope and love and grace and the power of God. We've sent teams to Mexico and Peru, and we're just getting warmed up. God is going to cause wonders in our world because of us. Think about that. This small congregation here will impact the world in a way that will cause wonder this year. Not for our glory, but God will use us to reveal his power throughout the world. We may be a small local church in a town few people have heard of, but if God wants to use us to cause wonders and display his glory and power throughout the world, guess what I got to say? Here am I. Use me. So what? What does that mean for you and me? Well, I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. I wonder what it'll mean. I don't know what it'll mean. But I want to challenge you and encourage you. Let's go into 2017 with great expectations. To say, God, no limits. I'm not going to limit what you can do in me and through me and through us. Beginning next Sunday, we're going to kick off a week of prayer and fasting. I gave you today and next week to kind of, you know, still eat if you want to, you know, get, you know, parties in and things like that. But So next week, we're going to kick it off. In the past, we've done, you know, a three-week Daniel fast, 21-day Daniel fasts. Uh, we're going to do something a little different this year because um, we're changing. Hey, you know, what's, what's the word? You know, don't get used to it. That's it. That's our motto. Don't get used to it. Um, but we're doing something different this year. Um, we're going to do it a week. And the week of prayer and fasting, listen, it's a suggestion. There's no rules. There's not going to be a test at the end saying who did, who didn't. Like, I'm not, we're not, we're not asking. Uh, but I'm just going to encourage you to participate. And fasting is a way, um, it's something Jesus did and talked about as a regular habit. Fasting means to just simply abstain from food for a predetermined period of time for a spiritual purpose. That's the biblical part of it, the spiritual purpose. See, food is key because we depend on it for life and sustenance and for survival. And when we give up food, it's, it just symbolizes, God, I depend on you for my, for my survival, for my, for my support, more than, more than even food. And when you fast, the intent is that you would spend the time that you would have spent eating, praying. So fasting isn't just not eating and busying yourself. It's, okay, I'm going to set aside that time. To get spiritual food from God. That's what it means. And the goal is that you would, particularly at the beginning of the year, set aside some time right now as we move into this new year. So beginning next week, we're going to say, really think about how you want to do that. How you want to participate. And say, God, I want to acknowledge my dependence on you. I don't want to hear anything you want to say to me about this upcoming year. Maybe God will prompt your heart about something he wants you to begin to pray for. Maybe he's going to prompt you for somebody he wants you to pray for. Maybe something he wants to do in your own life. 
And maybe he will give you something like Jeremiah and you'll go, come on, God, I'm not going to pray for that. I'm not going to do that. And God says, hey, hold up, hold up. Don't forget. I'm the Lord, God of all the peoples, all the world. Is anything too hard for me? So I'd encourage you. This is, now listen, this is not a diet plan. Right? Don't just fast. It's not, that's not the reason we're doing this. And you can participate in, in many ways. It's up to you. You can maybe, uh, if you want to do you know, a meal um, throughout the week, you can do a meal. If you want to do it like, like lunch every day or breakfast every day, you know, um, if you want to do dinner, however, you can do two meals a day. You can try um, just no food at all for like an entire day, like just water. You know, drink water, drink water. Fasting, you always drink water. But, um, but if you want to, you know, try and do a whole day, that's up to you. If you want to do two days, three days, if you want to try the whole week, not eating. For, that's, listen, you pray about it. I'm giving you this week. Pray about it. Think about it. It's up to you. And this is not a competition. Please. No, this is supposed to be between us and God. Nobody else should know. It says, you know, like, if you got to go out, keep, keep putting the makeup on, right? Keep yourself looking good. Pretend like, you know, don't say, oh, I'm so hungry. You know, like, just, just don't say anything, you know. Like, no one else should know what you've decided. Um, and if you listen, if you can't do it for food reasons, if you can't do that, you could try a Daniel fast for a week, which is just fruits and vegetables. Just fruits and vegetables. That's it. If you want to try that, if you've got dietary restrictions or, listen, be wise medically, you know what you can and can't do. Um, but the goal is not just to go without eating. It's to set aside time. To really seek God and say, okay, God, I want to dedicate this year to you. And I'm going to, I'm just going to believe that you are going to do something that creates wonder in me and in others because of what you're doing in me. So, the question for you, and Nikki, you can come on up as we're going to close this morning. Would you invite God this year to stop you in your tracks? That's the question. Will you invite God to stop you in your tracks? If we'll invite God to fill us with wonder. If you will invite God to fill you with wonder. Say, God, okay. All right. I'm a skeptic, but okay, God. Bring it on. Fill me with wonder. Here's the thing. You know what he's going to do? He's going to fill you with wonder. He's going to. I don't think we have any idea how big, how powerful, how great, how mighty God is. And for whatever reason, in God's sovereign timing... For you, for me, for our church. And you're part of this. God said, this is the year. I can display my power in such a way it's going to cause wonder. I tell you, that terrifies and excites me all at the same time. That's a word, right? Terracite. That's what it's going to be. Terracites me. All right? That's my word. Hashtag terracite. For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It's living by God's power. I'm the Lord, the God of all the peoples of the world. Is anything too hard for me? God, may you do things through us that stop us and others in our tracks. And we just stop and go, holy, wow. On your way out today, we got a little gift for you to start off the new year calendar for you filled with images this is on the cover guys permission it's okay and each month there's another picture taken by people in our church except for the cover taken by people in our church beautiful photos that inspire wonder 
every month when you see it, would you just be another reminder, God, do something to wow me today. Let me see it. Open my eyes. And may it be a constant reminder to expect God to do what only God can do. He can do incredible things. I cannot wait to see what happens this year. I really can't. If God doesn't, I mean, maybe He's going to come back, and that's part of the wonder thing. It's really going to blow your mind. Yeah, hey, who knows? But I challenge you in your own life. Take a minute now. Nikki's just going to play. Would you just take a minute and pray? Maybe on the back of your connection card, if you want to take a next step, you can do that. But just say, God, I wonder, what are you going to do in my life this year? What will you do through me this year that will fill me with wonder? Just take a moment. Let God speak to you. Close our service. Just a few moments. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were encouraged by this message. For more information about Life Tree, please check us out online at lifetreecc.com.